Welcome to the Spiritual Hustle. Um, I love the name, by the way. And it, it took us so long to come up with the name. We had other names. Uh, I, per, I heard the first name, Codex something, and I didn't really like that. <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't, we could sense okay. that. <laughs> but, you know, it was like esoteric, and I think spirituality is esoteric enough. <laughs> right. A spiritual hustle, I like it, because that's what it's all about. <laughs> yeah, it is about hustle, right? Um, yeah. and, and what we're trying to do is look through the veil to understand like how the universe really works and our place in it. And I think the more we do that, the more we realize that um, mysticism is the future of science. And that's why I've been really um, interested in talking to you, because you, you seem to me to be a modern day mystic living in the modern world. Um, <laughs> I, wouldn't go, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> Let's set the bar high and go for that. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> So uh, to tell us about yourself, about, about your own spiritual uh, journey and your own uh, personal mission. Hmm, yeah, so I'm not sure where I'll start, but I suppose I'll start at the beginning, how I ended up getting into it in the first place, Right. Um, into spirituality. Um, well, I, my background, like I came from a Catholic, I have a Catholic upbringing. Yeah. I was an altar boy for a few years. <laughs> That yeah. didn't really pan out, yeah. So yeah. I got di- disillusioned with the whole church thing fairly early oh, on. Oh, yeah, yeah. About like, six years old, I realized there was something wrong here. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, these guys are up to something. They don't they're know what they're talking about. All of these big words in archaic language. Well, not only that, we had, in our church, we had a, an Irish priest, right? And all you were, would ever talk about is money. They need to give money to the yeah. church. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, yeah, that last time I was in church, my uh, older sister was getting baptized and she was, she was doing that to, um, to get married or something. And, uh, you know, it, it was, yeah. just, it was, lar- it was just, you know, just so, you know, that could happen. And um, um, I just remember sitting there being like, what the heck is going on? And then, <laughs> and then um, you know, they pass around the, the bowl, you know, and you yeah. give the money into the bowl yeah. and they're all singing the songs. And then the <laughs> priest grabs the bowl and he, he's like, oh, and with the bowl in his hand and all the money. And I'm like, I'm like, oh my God. Like, do you guys not see this? This is this is nutty. Yeah. It's like, you know, yeah, this is so a like, company. <laughs> I think like for these these days, like we all have really questioning minds, and everything has to be logically understood. So that's why like religion is not working anymore. Yeah. And I, yeah. Or, I got this. Just on the flip. Sorry, I don't mean to cut it. Just, right. um, no, that probably. was actually a, a big. Uh, um, awakening for me was actually that maybe that's their maybe that's the goal of the church is to make you become disillusioned um and start questioning things huh yeah uh? well it's working for a lot of people (laughs) yeah i think it it has a lot of good things about it but i think you need to actually you know figure things out for yourself to actually see things clearer like at the beginning i'm totally disillusioned but now it's like i'm coming full full circle and I'm coming back around. And now I understand a lot more of what they're actually doing. Even though I think even the people, the head of the church, they don't even know what they're doing. All these Same, Yeah. It, the, the biggest thing is to is actually it? just read the Bible yourself yeah. with, your, with your own eyes. You can't let somebody else read that for you because they'll, they'll, yeah. the con- they'll take everything out of context. Yeah. But I think like we're all trying to end up in some kind of state of devotion. like you know. But unfortunately, we can't get there until we, our minds like understand things a bit better until we can make that leap into devotion whereas before like 100 years ago we didn't have the capabilities to question everything like we do now maybe so it was easier just to follow these people who knew what they were talking about maybe that's it i don't know but anyway 
where was I? Yeah, I got disillusioned with the church pretty early on. So became nothing else exists, you know, there is nothing more to life. And that kind of continued. And I kind of, I suppose, had goals of being successful, making lots of money. Um, went to college, got a job. Got disillusioned with that, making money and this idea of success sounded like <laughs> great at the time, but it actually didn't really provide any fulfillment. And then I suppose when I was around 25, like I've, I wanted to be my own boss for, I don't know, as long as I can remember, like, mm-hmm. so like you just said, <laughs> already. And, um, I suppose, so I wanted to be an entrepreneur and I started reading a lot about, you know, entrepreneurial books. And I stumbled across an article one day about how Ashton Kutcher prepared for the role in... Um, the Stephanie Show. Yeah, and no, in, um, he played Steve Jobs in his oh, autobiography. Right, right. Yeah, so he said how he prepared and... Um, one of like he listed all the books he read, you know, to get in the frame of mind of Steve Jobs, and one of them was Autobiography of a Yogi. So I was like, "Wow, you know, this guy Steve Jobs, the ultimate entrepreneur, was into yoga." So I kind of researched that and I bought the book. And I, I was around twenty-five at this time, and I read that book, and it just totally, whatever it did, somehow magically rekindled my belief that there was something more to life, mm. and. From there, then I started going to like, you know, classes on Sunday, yoga classes, which are basically, in my mind, it was all fitness. Like, but after reading Autobiography of a Yogi, I knew there's something more to this, but like the public pers- or portrayal of yoga and Western culture has just ruined it a little bit oh, and yeah. reduced it to like a physical exercise. And I think that's an absolute travesty. But. Because, like, if you want to get fitter, if you want to, the perfect physique, you should just go and do CrossFit or something like that. <laughs> right. Um, yoga, there's so many layers that it's just blown my mind. Like, I've been on the path of yoga then for the last six years. But, like, it took, after that, after that introduction into yoga, I, you know, I was reading a lot more. Uh, all these spiritual books, like, the Bhagavad Gita and stuff like that. Yeah. And, um, but it wasn't until two to three years ago, two and a half years ago now, I did a course called Inner Engineering. I might have told you about this before. Yeah. Um, I did it in London. It's by the Isha Foundation. And there's this mystic and yogi called Sadhguru. I don't know if you've heard of him. You'll have seen him on YouTube. He's... I've seen him in Toronto. He was here a couple of months ago. Oh, did you go and see him? Yeah. Yeah, cool. He's... He's a special character. Um, so I did that course. It's a four-day yoga course. And at the end of it, you get initiated into this thing called Shambhavi Mahamudra. It's a 21-minute kriya. Like it's a, a meditation. But it's like you do Aum chanting and some, there's other bits and pieces to it. And you do some, you learn some preparatory asanas you know, postures before doing it to kind of get your body like ready to sit for 21 minutes comfortably. But at the end of the four days, 
that course, you get like initiated. You get initiated into it on the on the last day, and I think that's really when. How will I say? Shit hit the fan, or shit got real, <laughs> <laughs> because I was absolutely uh, like in the Indian initiation. I was like, sh- I was shook to the core. Like there was just heat building up inside me, energy, and I was like, holy. God, <laughs> this is real. Like there, there's something more. Like it, it wasn't any more than that. I didn't really know what was happening, but like there was just a lot of heat, a lot of energy, a lot of like, like vibrating almost. So it sounds like crazy. Like even now that I say it, three years later, but that's when it hit me. Actually, this it then it really became more than just theory, more than just stuff in books. You could you feel know? it at that point. Yeah, I, I could feel it. It was real then. It was like translating the spiritual aspect was translating actually into physicality somehow, you know. And so that's what, what that's when I got serious about it. Sorry. What did you do with that energy? Like, how did that change? How did that change your your life? It the only like I still don't really fully understand it to this day, but like, <laughs> the, and it didn't really make me that different the person until later on. Until I like you, you practice this. 21 minute meditation twice a day 40 days I haven't I probably missed a handful of days since two and a half years ago of this practice because after two months of doing it I realized what I was doing because the whole point of yoga is to like raise your vibration you know raise your energy right kundalini whatever you want to call it it's so you can heighten your perception and experience more of what's actually here but like yeah, so like after two months, I was doing it twice a day, and I felt totally different, but I couldn't understand. Nothing on the outside, it, my external life had changed at all, but like I felt different, and I was like, what? I couldn't put my finger on what the hell this is, because it was so subtle. It was like, and it was ordinary. It wasn't like a mind-blowing mystical. I wasn't seeing anything, but I was walking my dog up the field one day, and uh, I had just bought a new camera phone with a really good camera and I was taking a picture of some plant or some flower and it was so high definition that I was like that's what's after happening it's like my perception had dialed up a few notches and everything Mm. but like not in a crazy way it's not really that special now that I'm you know I don't want to get you the wrong idea saying this is such a special thing but it it is kind of special special thing Yeah. Yeah. yeah so like just basically everything was like clearer Everything, all the nature, especially out in nature, all of the plants were brighter and more alive. Everything is more alive. Like there's a certain quality of liveness to things that was just that little bit step above than what my normal was. And that's that's when it hit me. Like they say, like when you do this for like a month, there's no way you'll give it up. Because it's like brushing your teeth. If you if you didn't know what brushing your teeth was about, and I told you to brush your teeth, and you'd be like, oh, like a kid, oh, why do I have to brush my teeth? But after, but now, if I told you, um, stop brushing your teeth. Brushing your teeth is a waste of time. It was all a fad. People just made that up to get you to brush your teeth and waste your time. You're not gonna you're not gonna give it up, like because yeah. you know what it's doing. That's it's it's the same with this thing. Yeah, because uh, brushing your teeth is actually a fad, and we actually don't don't need to do it, but. And I no, know really. that. Well, <laughs> yeah. All you need to do is switch a little uh, coconut oil in there, and, uh, and yeah, I do that actually. Uh, yeah. Um, 
but, uh, but I still brush my teeth, you know, and I know that, you know, it, that once yeah. the habit's in there, it's, it's in there. Um, but yeah, like, like you were saying with the, with the uh, perceptions and being able to see and feel and um, uh, like all your senses just improved a little bit. It, it was, I might, you kind of uh, made me re remember because I'm drinking a cup of tea right now. And I remember not being able to taste the difference between different types of teas or different types of wines um, and just being like, oh, it's a red wine, you know, whatever. But then actually being like, you know what? No, I'm going to experience this cup of tea. I'm going to experience this glass of wine or something. And then I go and I taste it and I'd be like, I can taste the difference between these things. And, and I would have never even, it would have never even crossed my mind that, that, that these little uh, subtleties were, were any different. They always just look the same. But then once you really start honing in on, on this stuff, um, uh, just tiny little things like that, th those little experiences suddenly become so much more enjoyable. Just yeah. Something as simple as drinking a cup of tea um, suddenly becomes like, wow. <laughs> yeah, because it's all it's about the, just yeah. becoming more conscious to yeah. what's here and now. Like, and the more you can, like, how, I just wonder, how far can you dial that up? Like, because mm. the more you focus on, like, even eating or drinking a cup of tea, like, it's amazing. Like, oh, if you can, you can really dial that up. And I just, yeah. that's my goal now is to dial that up until basically I explode somehow. <laughs> I don't know. That's, yeah, that's the mission. That's what yoga is all about for me now. It's just, and like I, I went on from there and did more advanced courses and learned a lot um, more pranayama. I don't know if you have any experience yeah. with that. Um, um, yeah, a lot, but um, you go into it. Yeah, so I suppose that 21-minute practice, I try and do that every day. And then I'll do this pranayama. It's called, it's a, another kriya called Shakti Chalana Kriya. And it takes about between 45 minutes to an hour, probably 45 minutes when you're, when you first start. And ba basically, like, you go through all these different breathing techniques and you hold different mudras, like hand postures like i'm showing you but you can um you like you know the mudras and you can after a while you can see like when you hold different mudras your breath actually changes and goes into different places in the body and it's all about mastering your prana your life force energy and the breath and the prana are like interconnected or are the same thing or whatever but yeah like that really is an amazing there's there's an amazing practice. That's amaz an amazing practice that um, pranayama. It's like you're not even breathing when you're finished. It's mm. like you've slowed your breath down so much, you're barely breathing. And like it makes you, it's, I suppose you kind of liken it to a meditation and it makes it actually easier to sit there for, an, like I can sit there for an hour easily, but if I was just to sit there and try and meditate for an hour, I'd struggle because you're always, you know, concentrating on what breath am I doing now? Like, you know, and you're counting your breaths and, so it helps you really slow down the mind slowly. By the end of it, like you're as calm as a cucumber. <laughs> um, and there's, there's lots of other practices. There's another one called Buddha Shuddhi. And that's about coming in contact with the five elements on a daily basis. You know, because with our lifestyles these days, we're not coming in contact with the, the five elements as much if we have office jobs or whatever. Yeah. And this is like a 10-minute practice where you, it's like a ritual you you go through the five elements you actually eat little balls of mud <laughs> what <laughs> yeah it's made 
you eat little balls of mud that have been like consecrated. Um, they're the Mike. They're tiny. They're really small. Like, and you like, you drink water, and you kind of say this chant, and you do some stuff with the bread, and right. you light camphor. Camphor is this natural stuff that's really flammable. Yeah. Um, and you look at that, and you like it's just this ritual. It sounds bonkers now to explain it, but you know it makes sense when you're when you logically think like this is my your body is just made up of the five elements, you know. So you want to become in contact with five elements on a daily basis. But like if you can walk around barefoot on grass and do that kind of thing every day, that's ideal. Like, but you know, for people that can't do that, I think that's an important practice as well. Then of course there's hatha yoga and all the physical side of things, and I try and do a bit of that as well every day, half an hour maybe. Do you do any uh, yin yoga? No, yeah. I don't know. I I did actually. Is that where you like hold the postures for hold a very long time? Posture, yeah. That's, that's the only that's the only yoga I'll ever do. You, you go to a yeah. power yoga class, and it's just like you said earlier. It's just like, man, I I just worked out. Like I don't want another workout. You know? Yeah. Just to relax. And there's hot yoga. There's a million different types. Like, but at the core of it, there's just like eighty six different asanas, and everything has sprung from that and been morphed into different things. Like hot yoga, and like to me, all of that is just I just want to get back to the basic classical. I've. Uh, you know, have you looked into any uh, Druidic or uh, Celtic uh, forms of like shamanism or anything? Cause, uh, no, I like I know there's some places in Ireland. Yeah, that are there? But like, I, yeah, I'm really intrigued by that. I want to uh, go and visit some of those That's places. That's your culture, that, man. You should check it out. Yeah, like I know there's history is here. Like I know that there's definitely Celtic mysticism and stuff. Mm-hmm. You, you'll be Look. surprised how much of um, this stuff is in line with what you're learning in the Indian culture. And it seems like it's so far away, but you yeah. know, when you really break down the language, it's a, uh, um, both of the languages are uh, Indo-European. So there, there's, there's these connections there that are just um, amazing that um, span that length. And um, um, yeah, it's definitely something I, I suggest you check out because uh, yeah. you are right there. Uh, yeah, you definitely. These places and they are alive. Yeah, definitely have to have, we'll have to have a look into that. Definitely. Yeah. But um, I just, uh, as at the moment, I'm just kind of I have my set routine and I'm kind of just plodding oh, along yeah. with that. Yeah. And I suppose in a way, I don't want to throw too much in the mix because, you know, I suppose a lot a lot of it it's all about focus, you know. Mm. And uh, when I throw different things in the mix, you know, I can tend to not concentrate my energy or attention in one direction. I'll just be a bit distracted. But I definitely, definitely will look into that more when I have time. But at the moment, yeah, life is busy. So what's going yeah. on with life right now? Yeah, I just started a new job. So back in the nine to five grind, which, you know, I'm using it as a lesson because <laughs> there's, there's quite a bit of resistance there. Because for the last two years, you know, I've kind of been my own boss a little bit, doing my own thing. But obviously, I haven't been making enough. Dallas doing that so yeah I had to get a job about six weeks ago it's a good job like so and you know the resistance is there to teach me something like that I just have to go with the flow a little bit more in life surrender to the, the process which I think the spiritual path is all about in a way so are you still having started the job and being in a nine to five uh, routine myself um, 
I'm asking, that's why I'm asking this question. Are you still able to meditate twice a day? No, the, I'm not doing as much. So f- like for the last two years, I've been doing about two hours a day of just the practices I mentioned. Mm. And some, you know, but now that's cut down to an hour. So I have a long commute as well. Like, so I'm up, I leave the house about seven and I'm in work for eight ish. And I come home, I'm home about six and I'll do an hour, one hour then. That's good. Roughly an hour, maybe an hour, an hour and a half on a good day, but and usually it's max an hour now. That's, that's it. Like that's, but like, I wish I was doing more because, you know, I've, I was doing two hours most days, like between the physical and between the physical part and, you know, the pranayama and meditation. So, so here's an idea. Uh, this Tuesday, for the first time ever, um, I'm going to have uh, a meditation class at work. I, w- I was out with some friends at uh, work uh, for lunch the other day, and we we're talking about meditation. And everyone seems to be like really like thirsty to uh, to learn something about meditation. So I just threw yeah. out the idea of how about if we just have a class, right? Next thing you know, literally like three hours later, there were 20 people that wanted to do this meditation class, right? So. I thought, well, you know, maybe that's the bridge I need to to go across. Maybe I need to like bring the meditation into the corporate workplace instead of like separating the two all the time. Yeah. So I'm gonna give it a try and see how it goes. Yeah, I totally agree because I actually seen an email yesterday or a couple of days ago at um, Dale, where they they call it Well at Dale, like it's this weekly or monthly <laughs> um, wellness thing. And you keep getting these emails every week, but like in the middle of the email now is always this big picture like of mindfulness. We're teaching mindfulness and they now have their own meditation room, not in the office I work in, but in an office nearby where they actually make all of these servers and stuff. But like you can see how much it's catching on, you know, it's yeah. collective. Because like what, yeah, what's awakening? I don't know whether I should go on this tangent, but yeah, like what's awakening really is not our, who we think ourselves to be like what's awakening is consciousness or whatever right. and like if everything is consciousness then everything is awakening at some level like so i really think that's why that's why like there's such an explosion of like you know people getting into mindfulness meditation being more open to it like so yeah i think definitely if i can get involved in that at work i think it'll be it's brilliant yeah, it's a great idea yeah I'm actually looking forward to it, but I'm a little, I'm a little scared. <laughs> are you hosting it? Or? Yeah, I'm hosting it. Oh, right. So yeah. I, after this call, I got to think through like what meditation am I going to do? Cause I, I, I was talking to one of the guys at work and I go, how about if we do something simple, like um, a mantra meditation, Namashivaya to go through the chakras. And, yeah. uh, and he goes, people don't know what chakras are. They don't know what mantras are. And I thought, well, it's pretty basic. So, so I asked him like, what do you think we should do? And then um, he had done some of the Isha course, courses too, right? So he suggested yeah. some of that. And they had done um, Living Arts, Ravi Shankar's course, Kriya's too, right? Um, which to me was more complicated than just doing simple mantras. But, but anyway, I got to think through this and see, and see how I'm going to organize it. And I thought, by, I thought I would start with an intro explaining the benefits of meditation, right? Um, at, at the simplest level, it helps with stress. And all of us are like stressed these days, right? Um, so yeah. it definitely helps uh, with that. 
But then I started thinking, do I go into the other mystical esoteric benefits of it, right? And I'm thinking, no, I'll, I'll just, I'll just, for yeah. initially just can't go too, too quick. Off of can't, yeah, I it can't tell how people off so quick. I know how we, yeah. how we can elevate our consciousness and interact with the fourth dimension and alter reality as we see it. Yeah, you just go. Ah, it's just good for stress, and then <laughs> yeah. just focus yeah. on your breath for ten minutes, and then uh, you know right. maybe something will happen. Yeah, because it's like a big attraction to people of this whole meditation thing is is that you'll meditate and you'll be more successful in life. You'll be more right. productive. You know, <laughs> so that's only, egotistic. That's only a little carrot to dangle, like people, <laughs> get them involved. Like, but that's all that most I'd say the majority of people will use it for anyway. Like because yeah. they don't like a lot of people don't even question beyond that. They don't want like they don't want to know. Yeah, Not and, and to be to be totally fair about that, that's why I got into uh, meditation. Yeah. But then you know you, you do. 20 minutes a day for, for a few days uh, or a few weeks. And then um, next thing you know, you have, you experience something. And then that's when, that's when that, that idea of, of this being just profitable um, disappears very quickly. Yeah. You have some existential crisis or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's always a crisis that push you, uh, pushes you into that, right? Yeah. Yeah. I know that was my case too. It was, my story is much like yours, where I went to university, I did everything I thought I needed to do, I graduated, got a good job, and then felt empty, right? Oh, yeah. I That's went through everything I thought I needed to do, and it still felt like um, like some like big part of what I needed to do was missing. Yeah, definitely. That's how I felt. Luckily, we found something. Right? Yeah. Questioning, you know, because like how long can... Like most people, not most people, but a lot of people plod on through life and just accept that as normal, you know? Right. Life is kind of just this crappy thing and there's nothing more. Right. Don't question any further. Like. Right. And that's why people, you know, they supplement that need for feeling with alcohol and drugs because you, you need to either explore it, get into it, or deaden it, right? And I think that's sort of the yeah, part of alcohol serves. Yeah. That's what I did for a long time with alcohol and smoking weed, like just to numb the. Yeah. That's what I see it now as like I did like at the time I kind of knew that's what I was doing, and now I really see that's what I was doing. Like, you know, just coming home every day, smoking weed, <laughs> just to kind <laughs> <laughs> of, you know, I don't know, just to kind of be content with like. It it goes it goes job back. Ahead. <laughs> Yeah, it goes back to the subtleties, you know, um, before you had the, before you were able to, to perceive these subtleties, um, you drink alcohol, you get drunk. And yeah, if you had a hangover, you would know that there was something wrong. But there would be, you know, if you drink regularly, you know, you're, you're, you're not going to experience that hangover as often. And you're going to think that, oh, I just woke up and everything's fine. But then when you have, when you get the subtle um, experience and you, you drink too much alcohol, you're, you're like, oh, you know, the next, the following day is going to be a disaster. Yeah. It, it, I'm not going to be working, uh, operating at, at maximum capacity and, and it's going to be affecting every little bit of my life. So then yeah. when, when you put that into perspective, you're like, do I really want to drink this? And you, uh, it's a no brainer. Yeah. Not going to ruin. see how poisonous it actually is. Like, but it yeah. takes you to kind of reach a level, you know, a certain subtle level, as you said, like where you're sensitive enough to see that clearly. Yeah. There, there's then, two ways. Course, yeah. 
yeah, there's two ways. You, you get subtle enough to see it or you, you take alcohol to that next level and, and then you really see it. <laughs> yeah. And like, then of course, there's the pressures of environment and everyday life. And like, you can see a huge, you can really understand why people use it as a release. Oh yeah. You know, every weekend. Like I can see that now, like even been back in the nine to five for six weeks or seven weeks there's been weeks on a Friday, like the Friday feeling has came back. I didn't have the Friday feeling anymore. The Friday feeling was gone. And I was like, holy shit, the Friday feeling is back. And you know, it actually feels good, but there's like a buildup of something that wants to be released. And like, as I told you earlier, or in the, before, that I haven't drank now in seven months. So now I have no avenue of release. So now I just need to deal with it. <laughs> and, it's surprising how quickly it goes away. Like it passes and comes like within minutes, right. but like it's taken a while for that. To so how long have you been uh, off the booze now? Eight, eight months since like New Year's Eve last year. Wow. Yeah. So me and a friend, which I recently found out he buckled under the pressure. And last <laughs> week, <laughs> he got so stressed out at work he had a few drinks and he he had given up for like seven months seven and a half months which is uh he was my accountability buddy okay. my, accountab- my accountability buddy um so we, buddy. yeah last year we decided that like this drinking is because like he's from ireland as well like and he lives in sydney but he came home from my wedding and we decided when we were at home that we were going to quit the beer for a year and we were going to like do this little campaign called Kick the Beer you know, <laughs> to promote it, Kick the Beer for a Year. Like we set up a little Instagram account and everything. But it kind of, that part of it fizzled out. But, you know. What's there to take pictures of if you're not drunk? <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, no, like the whole idea behind it was like, you know, that you can be high on life. You don't need drink to, you know to be your high so like that was my whole idea for like you can be high on life and like we like being from ireland obviously we come from a bit of a messed we have a messed up culture with drinking like i'm not sure i suppose in the u.s it's similar enough in the uk it's nearly almost identical but like ireland is labeled as you know such a drinking mad place so and we have a warped view of drinking this culture i was just thinking actually the other day we call it the drink like when you're giving up alcohol you say i'm giving up the drink i don't know if you say that in us or not it's called the drink like it is the drink and like i was talking to a friend of mine the other day and she told me they were having a conversation about me and their 10 year old son heard them they were talking about me i don't know i don't think they were gossiping about me or anything but they were saying like that Whatever they were saying about me, I'm not sure. But the ten year old son, like, yeah, like that guy, he he doesn't even drink. <laughs> like the ten year old was so confused, could not get into his head like that this guy doesn't drink. And then it just hit me like our culture is fucked up, like yeah. oh like it's that like that's the way I was brought up, like, you know? So like since I moved back to Ireland now, like two years ago, like I've stopped drinking now and everyone probably in my local small town of 2000 people probably think I'm weird. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, just because I'm not drinking anymore. But you know, I think it's, people are becoming more open to it, but like it's deeply ingrained in our, in the collective psyche of 
Irish people. And what it means to be Irish is to have your few points in the pub and have crack and have. But like what I've seen with it is, you don't you don't need it. Like you don't need. I've been to Irish weddings sober. Um, I've been to another lots of other nights out, and you actually don't need it until people get really drunk at about eleven o'clock. Then you'll want to leave because people are just like acting retarded. <laughs> um, and you know that's when you would need a drink if you want to you know Stay. gel with the people like and be on the same wavelength but like you don't really need it half as much and it does cause you to like face up to all the reasons why you were drinking in the first place why you were using it as a release and the main reason I did it like was because of the yoga like definitely that was the core reason because I can feel myself like my vibration or whatever you want to call it, my energy being good, full of positivity, inspired, doing creative work, like going along, like getting higher and higher. And every couple of months, which is the only time I drank was like every month, once a month, once every two months. But when I did it, I went hard and I wasn't right like for four days. Mm. Like I crashed like my, because I was at a high energy and like, it just went through the floor and it took me a week to get back to where I was. And yeah. I was like, this kept, this was a cycle that just kept happening over and over again. Like, and then I was like, why am I putting all of these hours into yoga? And if I'm only going to sabotage it by drinking. Exactly. And, um, so it, my friend suggested that I was like, yes, I have an accountability partner. Like, you know, I have a kind of an excuse because like people say, why are you giving up drinking? And it's like, Oh, it's kind of a challenge between me and between two friends, you know, so you can go the longest kind of thing. That's kind of been the excuse for a bit. But now, since he has, he fell off the bandwagon last week or the week before, he's really disappointed in himself, like because he really wanted to do it as well for the year. Um, you know that voice in my head is back saying, "Now you have no excuses anymore. <laughs> you know you can um you can actually drink if you." If you want to, like, <laughs> there's a big event actually tomorrow, a big sporting event in Ireland. And um, that's on another note. But if I throw that in quickly, because if you're sports fans, the All-Ireland Hurling final is on tomorrow. Hurling. You should watch that. It's If you haven't seen that, it's it's amazing. It's like hockey, except you can catch the ball. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of like rugby as well. You know, it's rough. It's a crazy sport, yeah. It's crazy, yeah. So, like, the biggest event of the year is tomorrow, so I'm going to that. But luckily, I'm the designated driver, so I'm going to be safe, safe on this one again. <laughs> yeah, you brought up a lot of um, interesting things just in that, that, that whole thing. It, the, the, the first thing that, that came to mind was, um, you know, the idea of being uh, sane in, an, in a completely insane world um, <laughs> makes you look like the weirdo, and it's like, Right. You're not the weirdo. Everyone else is, you know, everyone yeah. else is, is the one d- denying um, their body health and, uh, and wellness and stuff. But, um, um, you know, and then, and then you also got, got to the point where it's like, you know, we all, we're all gonna, I have to stop saying, you know, that, that's driving me nuts, but, um, yeah, sure. you know, um, uh, fall off the wagon. <laughs> Um, is that like a failure or, or is it something that, that should be expected and that you should be like, yeah, it happened, but now I'm going to restart, you know, and yeah, there we go again. But, um, um, like what, what happens when, uh, when you fall off the wagon or what happens when you lose your accountability buddy? Um, 
should you have an accountability, but should you be your accountability buddy? Yeah. Uh, I think but, I needed, I definitely needed accountability buddy open like for the first few months to get like some momentum going with it. But like, now I actually don't think I need it anymore to right. be honest, because mm-hmm. but the real thing is I have enough of a core reason why I'm doing it. Like I have that why, you know, and it is, you know, yoga and the spiritual path and like, it doesn't tie in with that. Like if I'm trying to, like I'm trying to prove, which I like, I don't know if it exists, but I, I do believe like you can be high on life, like literally. I do believe you can raise yourself to such a vibration or to whatever that you can just be high on life without <laughs> and like, but like, I really, I think it's not like an ecstatic state. It doesn't have to be always like that. I think it's like so balanced that it's amazing. That's mm-hmm. kind of my idea of what it is, but like, that's not going to be possible if I keep sabotaging with, with uh, alcohol. And yeah, like if I didn't have that reason, like what, what other reason or motivation would I have not to drink every now and again? Because like, I don't have anything against anyone that drinks. It's just that I have a core reason of why I'm doing it. I can understand why everyone else drinks to, as a release now and again, which most people like that I know now don't. They only drink now and again, like once a month or whatever. But like they totally accept it as normal. They don't have anything else in their lives worth striving for to to replace, you know, that sense or to give them the motivation to say there's something higher than there's something higher than drinking or drugs or whatever. Because I do definitely believe there is something higher like and we can achieve it in this lifetime, like without doubt. But it definitely takes a lot of effort. Like like, like it takes hustle. It takes hustle, my friend. It's <laughs> it like daily yoga for the last two and a half years. To be honest, it sounds like a lot, like, and it sounds even like a lot doing an hour a day or two hours a day. But after, like, it feels like nothing to me now. Like, it just feels part of the routine. It's like, it's worth it. I can feel a difference from it. There's no way I could give it up, even if I wanted to. Now, could not give it up because I've seen what it's what it's doing, and what it's you know, I've seen that there's it's worthwhile. Like, so I think yeah, having that motivation to. I don't know if I answered any question there or not. I've no, lost my train yeah. of thought. <laughs> yeah, no, it was interesting. It, it was also what well, you also brought up about um, coming up with these. Uh, I I brought up the this this being a sane person living in an insane world. But oh, yeah. it's like you can't just go into that world that in, insanity and, and just be like like not uh, and, and not accept it at all. Like you you came in, um, you knew that you were gonna ruffle some feathers with with not drinking. Uh, whether that was going to be like, you know, people aren't going to be physically mad at you, but they're, you know, they're going to be like, you know, you have the 10 year old kid. Yeah. They know that's weird. Um, so you are, you know, confusing people, but then um, you kind of go at it at, Hey, this is just an excuse. This is kick the beer um, year. And um, you know, it, it's, it's like you're, you're going into that world, giving them a reason why you're doing something and then people will accept it, accept it more. And then maybe you can start affecting their lives and show people. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, you kind of made better sense of it than I (laughs) That's kind of the gist of it, all right. Yeah. And like I have, like since I've moved home, like, you know, being in a small town, like I have distanced myself from all friends as well. Like, you know, that were probably a bad influence because you're definitely the product of your environment. Like, and just people that I grew up with, like, you know, that they haven't changed an awful lot since I left and I've changed totally. And like, a lot of them still are in the same routines and bad habits and, you know, and I could see that they want to break out of it as well. Like, but like, I just can't be around that anymore. 
and I had to distance myself from that. And I don't have a problem with doing it, you know. But you know, that's one thing that comes maybe with you have to be have the courage to, you know, see what's not good for you and distance yourself from that if it's around you. Exactly, and it it that was that was why I moved to the island. Now I'm a, I'm I have a I, an ocean surrounding me. Uh, yeah, it, it no me. bad influences. Yeah, <laughs> it's like my moat. <laughs> uh, I, I got I, literal alligators in my moat, guys. Um, yeah. But yeah, and also uh, more onto that too. You know, w- when you start doing that process of of eliminating negative things in your life, it, it, it again goes back to the subtleties. It's like, well, you know, I got rid of the, the negative friends in my life, and then, well, what if I got rid of television? What if I got rid of uh, you know, alcohol. And then it, it's like, you're, you can't kill every single thing at once. Cause you'll, you'll go, you'll go bonkers. In my experience, you, you'll just fail. Yeah. So you just do little things at a time have these micro successes. And then, and then you just look back and you're like, man, how did I even hang out with those guys? You, <laughs> uh, or how did I even drink every, every, yeah. every day? It, it all happens like incrementally. Definitely. Yeah. But I have one thing I just thought of there. And mm-hmm. this is like another difference I've seen since starting you yoga practice and like seeing what the actual practices have done to me to create yoga like it has actually totally changed me like in terms of like yeah i don't watch television much like i couldn't physically hurt a fly now like i just wouldn't be able to do it because i've just become more aware or something i don't know what it is i'm just more sensitive to life around me like and my diet has changed, became a vegetarian. Like people think that's weird as well. Like we were growing, growing up in Ireland, like, you know, farmers, there's a lot of farmers around here. Like farmers don't like that. Like <laughs> not to impress, like you don't eat me. What the fuck? <laughs> you don't eat meat, you don't drink. What the, you're not Irish? What the hell? Yeah. Like, how are you alive? <laughs> Imposter. <laughs> but like all of that just happened without me really consciously deciding to right. do a lot of that like you know it happened and it's like is there some force there that just made this happen because mm. i didn't consciously decide to do a lot of these things and change these behaviors they just happened and all of a sudden two years later then i'm just looking at them they're the, it's the most normal behavior in the world but i'm like how was i ever the way i was before it's just i can't understand but that's what these practices can do to you which really makes it really amazes me. Like, I think the biggest thing for people is to just become more sensitive to life around them. That are become more conscious. It's the same thing. Um, yeah, and I think really things will that'll change your life. Like, really. So, would you um, going on to what you said about not hurting things or anything? Uh, that's great. I call that the non-aggression principle. Um, I mean, I don't call it. That's what Wikipedia said it was was called. But it, um, yeah, you all get none harm or something. Yeah. Um, would you do? Would you protect yourself though, if somebody was was? Um, oh yeah. Enforcing violence on you. Yeah. No, I'm not gone okay. as far as Gandhi or whoever who okay. said like, that if there was a lion and I was going to eat him, he'd just let him eat him. I was like, no, I'd fucking stab him. In. <laughs> I don't know. Stab I'd... in the eye. <laughs> yeah, and that would be like a that would be an automatic reaction like this. Not gonna, I'm, I'm not that far along yet. I don't see why I'd want to be either because like there's a natural it's, law too. Like, so I it, think it's natural to protect yourself. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That, that was my, my, I, I, I was concerned that 
if you take that that too far, you, you don't defend yourself, and it, it doesn't go against natural law to defend yourself if somebody's in, in acting in violence towards you. Um, yeah. And that that's why you have a lot of um, enlightened groups, especially in in the East and China in particular, like uh, the Tai Chi masters and uh, and Shaolin monks, who they gained enlightenment through uh, martial arts. And and then everyone always goes, well, how you know how does that work? How does how does somebody gain enlightenment by being a, a samurai warrior or something? And it's like they're they're not using their um, uh, their self their self defense to attack people. They're doing they're using it to protect themselves because they they're just farmers out there in the middle of China, you know, and you have Mongolians out there and stuff and they needed to defend themselves. And, and they, and they acknowledge that. And it's, um, it's just something interesting to talk about. I always, yeah. it, it always concerns me when, um, when people take, take, um, uh, not hurting things too far and not, and then end up not defending their, their health. And yeah. Well-being. I think people just get carried away with the psychological process of thinking I'm not hurting someone, but if it came naturally to you, there was no thought process in not hurting someone. That's the way it naturally was. So if it came naturally to you that oh, I'm going to let this lion eat me, and it wasn't a psychological process. Oh, should I let this lion eat me? Or should, oh, if I really am, you know, non-harm, I should let him. You know, that's all a psychological drama going on in your head. That's not reality. So like, if it comes from your way of being, fine. Like, you know, that's the way I think of it. Mm. If it comes naturally, because I think people are getting wrapped up in psychological drama so much. You know, you can you can see how veganism and all that is taken to an extreme. Like, and those people are just you know the lost in the psychological process of it. Right. But um, yeah. But that becomes their identity, right? So they're always yeah. they're yeah. always um, defending that thing, right? Instead, and and that becomes. I think when when it comes to life, you need to find like you you need. To be, to be authentic. And I think you're talking about the same thing here in, in regards to, you, you need to act in, in, the, in the way you feel and what's natural to you, right? And a lot of people don't do that. And, and I think that's where, where a lot of the challenges come in. And I think in order to do that, you have to, you have to deal with the stress of everyday life. You have to get more balance. Um, and HeartMath, uh, HeartMath is an organization that's done a lot of studying into the brain and, and heart um, connection. And, and the more there's coherence between the two, the, the higher the, the brain waves. And the higher the brain waves and more, more coherence, the more we're in touch with uh, reality and our intuition, which is yeah. basically what meditation is trying to, to, to do for us, right? Or is doing for us. Um, and I guess that's really the goal, like having that connection, F- feeding that, that sense of, um, need that's inside you, which really is for connecting to you, to the world or more specifically, once you get into it, connecting to your, your real self and, and you need to satisfy that or else you will look for other external things to, to, to quiet and quell that, which is, uh, alcohol, right? Um, but the more you do that, the more you are in touch with your true intuition and the more you know what's right for you in every situation. And the more you don't do that until, um, you know, exercises that always tie you up in a knot and then that causes you to become like these uh, militant vegans or yeah. whatever. 
Yeah, no, I definitely think you hit the nail on the head. Like what we're trying to do is get in touch with our true selves or our yeah. intuition or whatever yeah. that is. And with like an out of control mind, you're never going to be in touch with your intuition. That's no. for meditation. Like that's why I think there's such a need for meditation. And our sense of identity is just coming from all of these different places. Like everyone's scrambling to identify with something like whatever role it is, like identify yeah. yourself with a vegan or a, I don't know, a guy that drinks or a lot or whatever it is you identify yourself. There's a million and one things you can identify with and none of them is your true self or your, so you're never going to be tapped into your intuition. Exactly. You'll, you'll never be completely happy, which leads yeah. me to another question. Like you've been doing, and I'd just like to say everything you've, we've talked about so far just reinforces the idea in my mind that you, you are a modern day mystic, right? <laughs> You're living in Ireland. You're meditating every day. You're not drinking. You're not eating meat. I mean, Jesus, that's kind of like I'd like to be like, for mysticism. The goal is mysticism. Yeah, mysticism sounds exciting. Like you know, it sounds adventurous. It does, but, maybe, it? but maybe it's just plain. Maybe it's so ordinary and simple. We're all missing it. Like that's what I think sometimes. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, maybe we're putting it up in a pedestal, but actually, mysticism. Well, I do think real mysticism probably is you're at a different level of perception and yeah. the stuff you can see and experience is just at a total different level to what we normal Joes can experience because you know obviously you know this like you know the elect the spectrum of what you can experience or see the electromagnetic spectrum or whatever <laughs> you know like we're only like filtering through a narrow little segment of that like you know so what a cat or a dog can hear, can't hear. yeah yeah and, yeah like, all the, that stuff. Uh, just to add to that, because to, to put it into perspective, somebody, somebody explained it to me and he said it, it's the electromagnetic spectrum is like the Mississippi River and our perception is, is um, one inch of that. <laughs> yeah, it's somewhere, it's somewhere cool, in Missouri where that inch is too. And it just goes yeah. on to um, lengths that, that are, is just unimaginable to what, what we're perceiving with our eyes. And then, you know, you have, of scientists saying say they, they can only tell you about that that you know and, and just just slightly outside of that perception all the way up to like x-ray and again right. rays and stuff like that yeah. and, and like while all of that like sounds exciting and fan you know they're really just like these experiences fanciful they're really just fanciful ideas like you know it would be cool if that stuff happened all the time like that we were like seeing stuff that no one else could see or would it maybe it would fucking we'd get annoyed with it like after a while and it would just be distracting but like i really yeah i'm not sure that's i don't think that's the point like really but like maybe that comes with the territory when you get to a certain stage of awakening that you do experience these things but um, you've yeah, already just, started experiencing like that, that sense of um heightened realism when you're in nature right yeah like that's what it's all about that that is it yeah like one of the best experiences i had was at one of those advanced yoga courses and like i don't know to even talk about it it does it was so ordinary like that it doesn't sound amazing but like when i think of it it was fucking amazing so i was in at this four-day isha yoga course called bhava spendana and four days were dedicated to like really heightening your energy they'd put you through it was intense like four days kundalini yoga and all this stuff like and there was just one after one situation i just came out of the the room 
where there was about 50 people doing these different exercises, really rigorous Kundalini yoga. But like, I was just talking to people, but it was like the talking was happening and I was just watching it. Mm. It was like it was happening automatically. I wasn't thinking what to say to this person. It was just coming out of me. And I like, I was, and, you know, like I was just, I was different. I was more relaxed and calm. And it was, I was like witnessing like what was happening. Right. Like I was inside myself. I wasn't having an outer body experience, but it was, that's how ordinary it was. But it was like, it was so natural. It was so amazing, but it was so ordinary. I was like, I think that's just a little taste of what it could be like, you know, to be self-realized. Things just happen effortlessly. Exactly. And you always say the right thing, and you're, you know, that's the way I could imagine, like what, what it is like. And you, you, you know what like, happened in that case? Yeah. Your your gone. Like the ego's gone. Your brain and your heart are synchronized, and you're acting yeah. more from your heart instead of your brain. Right. It's 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 when we're in our brain, we're filtering everything. That life becomes so difficult. Right. Yeah. And then we're calculating, and then calculating, and then that little voice pops in, right? You know, yeah. You're not doing this right. You're not doing that. Yeah. Right. Like, that ah, voice, was, that voice was gone. Like, yeah, exactly. But it just showed me like what energy it took for that to happen. You know, it took yes. a lot of energy. I had like it was peak energy, and that just yeah. happened effortlessly. Then, like you know, but yeah. um, I think once you hit a certain um, certain frequency that happens automatically. Like the mind goes away and the heart opens up, right? Yeah. And I think that future of humanity is to be able to live in that state because if we live in that state, um, it, it, this would literally be heaven on earth, right? If we lived in that, if everyone lived in that state. Yeah. We, we wouldn't be going around chasing stuff we don't need, <laughs> all the things yeah. we think we need. We'd just be all relaxed. I think we'd all be just out in fields, like gardening and planting flowers and walking around. Like, <laughs> you know, what would we be doing? Like, you know? That's right. Driving around in VW uh, vans. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Be pretty cool. So, have you, have you done your meditation for today? Yeah, since it's Saturday today, I did about two hours this morning. Nice. But like, yeah, just, yeah, about an hour of physical stuff and about an hour of pranayama. So I, I know um, another thing you wanted to talk about, and I'm interested in, interested in hearing how it was going, is uh, the captain's log. Yes, the captain's log was my little attempt into entrepreneurship, right. which is kind of ongoing. But And I have my copy... Well, oh yeah, you got one. Yeah, thanks. For I got one. Yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, my whole kind of thing about it is like, you know, it's about being the captain, and being the captain is about knowing who you are, the path that you're on, and your strategy for getting there. I haven't really nailed down what the whole thing is about, to be honest. <laughs> like, what I'm going to go, or what, like, what, what, what direction I'm going to go with it. But the reason it came about was, I was just thinking about this the other day. So I started doing like a gratitude journal, you know, the five-minute journal. Yeah. Really popular one. I started doing that a couple of years ago. And I was like, after a couple of months, I was like, how amazing gratitude, just writing down three things a day can be, like can do your reality. It's just like so, it's like so simple. Like that's why people, I don't think, like if you tell them to do it, they won't do it because it's so simple. Like, Mm -hmm. they're like, how could that even make a difference? But like what it can do is just absolutely amazing. And like, that's where the idea came for for the the journal, the captain's log. So it was like captain's log, a journal for life's journey. But 
and I did a Kickstarter for that. And you know, it was a, it was a really high learning pro process, and I got to learn that I don't know anything about marketing and how important <laughs> that is, and how much of a build up that I need to do for launching something. So it's kind of been successful in some ways, but really not successful because I've had to get a nine to five job again. <laughs> but then I was for the last six months or so, I've been when I realized like most people are not gonna write things down anymore especially like our generation is probably going to be, you know, the last people that write. <laughs> I don't know. Young people aren't going to write. They don't write now. Like, even though I think writing is hard to replace in a lot of ways. But I've started making an app, a web app first, and a mobile app at the moment, which I'm going to release soon. And that's just been an, kind of a side project. I'm not really even attached to an outcome from that because I realized like when I'm getting attached to the outcome or having a need for this to be a success, it wasn't being fun anymore. Like, But in the beginning, like when I made the journal, it was just totally, you know, there was no, I didn't have a huge commercial drive for this to be commercially successful, you know. Right. And it was just real, it was the first time I really experienced deep work like in a long time. Because I got into flow states, like creating this. I was like, this is amazing. I love creating stuff. So like, I really enjoyed it. But now like, I'm just going to put everything into it and just, you know, let it up to the universe. It's going to be like, it's a balance, I suppose. It has to be viable, you know, to do it in a commercial sense. And, but I, I don't want to be attached to the outcome. I want to be in love with the process of doing it for the sake of doing it. Because I think in general, it's easy to get too attached to the outcome. And then like you're disappointed when things don't go your way. And sure, we don't have any idea like of the way things should go. Like, I don't know, you know, yeah. we know the way things should pan out. I think all we can do is just do everything to the best of our ability. And that's what I'm trying to do with this. Hopefully the app will be useful to people. And then maybe down the line next year, I'm going to release it for free, like in the next few weeks, the mobile app, because the web app is kind of crap at the moment but the mobile app will be pretty good and hopefully pretty useful so you'll be able to like log your gratitude put in like a daily journal and take a photo for the day and put in like goals and missions and habits you know track your habits and stuff like that but i'm just trying to make something that's useful to me and then if it's useful to me hopefully it's going to be useful to other people and um who knows maybe in six months time maybe other people will lots of people will use it and maybe we'll have some Maybe it'll be my ticket out of the rat race, which I've entered again. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Otherwise, I know for one thing for sure is I will get out of the rat race. I don't know how long it'll take because the only thing I know is I will have the perseverance to do my own thing because like, I ha- I'm on a mission to do something. I just haven't clarified what that is yet. <laughs> maybe it's the captain's log. Maybe it's something else. Like I have notions of... Like I have notions of... Um, yeah, like having a tech company making lots of money because you need money because Zin, as Dan Pena says, doesn't pay the fucking bills. Yeah. Yeah. Making enough money like to set up some kind of like a like a spiritual retreat center in Ireland somewhere. Like I have the perfect spot near my house, which like just just moved into a new house like last year and I walked up the road and I found like an awesome place where I could I'd have to buy it first, of course, but like <laughs> that's just me wandering now into a daydream that I'm having. So right. take, don't take that too seriously. <laughs> but like, yeah, no, that's kind of what I'd really like to do. Do something like because you need money to do stuff, and it's people like us like that need to 
create or spread a spiritual message or create like I think it's necessary to create a spiritual infrastructure that's going to allow people to make it more accessible like it's already happening and you know but I think it needs to be sped up a little bit yeah definitely yeah so you, yeah you could, also, you, could always, <laughs> you could always look to Justin for inspiration he's been working for himself for how long Justin um, it's been since I was 24 now yeah. And, you yeah, know, man, and, I, I need some tips. <laughs> um, okay, so the, the goal is to get a, extremely lucky over and over again. Yeah. And, um, that's, Just once. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'd be surprised uh, when, when you start making money, how fast that money just disappears. Um, and then you're like, man, I got to get lucky again. And then, uh, then you wake up and, and somebody sends you some money. That doesn't happen yeah. to you guys? What? I don't understand. No, not yet. I did go through like for like when I have when I was off there for the last couple of years. Um, I was running out of money all the time. But like when I was down to my last, like I don't know, little bit of money, money just came through my letterbox. Like literally came through my letterbox. That's, you know, <laughs> I I'm, paid for some jobs I did like way before, and I was like, how is this happening at the last minute? And it was that, that's, that's, I mean, I, I, yeah, that, I, I, I'm coming off a, a, as an ass, but that, that's exactly how it happens. It's like, I, I ignored, I ignored, I ignored. And then, and then one day I'm like, you know, it, and, and it's never the same amount. Like, like when I was 21, $35 in my bank account was acceptable. Today, that is would be um, hor- horrific. I'd be terrified. So there's, there's that, that limit's always going up where I'm uncomfortable. But but this week I was uncomfortable. I had to pay some bills, and then I, and I'm like, all right, I need to focus on this. And and the second I started focusing on it, then Friday call, comes and I, I get a call and somebody says, hey, I got a job for you. Um, you know, here's some here's yeah. some money. Go go get the job done. I think and, that is the key. Like you seem to have a very laser kind of focus on something, and that's probably key to manifesting these things. Yeah, um, yeah, or or it could just be. I, I thought you said lazy, and and I was like, I was like that, that's what it feels like more. <laughs> yeah, but no, like it's kind of like a balance between like striving to kind of do the best you can and go the direction you think you should be going, but yeah. at the same time surrendering to whatever comes your way, you know, in the present moment. Yeah, because it's like, resisting it, like, and thinking you know all the answers and thinking you know how everything should pan out, that's ridiculous to me. That's ridiculous now way to live because we don't know what the hell's going on here. Like, this is just too many moving parts to this life. Like, we don't control things. Like, we can just do what we can and just, if things pan out, whatever way they pan out, maybe, you know. Yeah, and, and, and like, like you were saying with, with the... Uh, synchronicity of of, of 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 manifesting money is um when uh before i got into this spiritual stuff um it, there wasn't as much of this panic of, of running out of money because my focus was solely on money but since there's something else that i'm, I'm focusing on and it's not as profitable it can be profitable but it's not it, it's not instantly profitable when when you just start coming out in, into this um arena um it's like it really does take your focus away from from making money and yeah that is sort of that that is sort of the crux of the the issue when you're just starting out in in entrepreneurship and and stuff is you're focusing on the wrong things and uh, um and there there are issues there and and especially you know in, in the spiritual community because it 
there, I, I would say that, that maybe one out of every 1,000 people um, in the world uh, makes, just even makes any money in this, in this kind of arena, just because it's, there, there's just not a lot of money into it. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of people who don't expect to be spending money on, on this sort of stuff. Yeah. They expect it to, there's almost like an, an expectation that, that this stuff should be free and they're almost in, I know that, that Sad Guru himself has to answer to why he charges for, well, why aren't you just giving it for free? And it's just like, yeah. that's not the way the world works. I'm sorry, I, I wish the yeah. world didn't have money involved in this stuff and we could give this stuff all out for free. But if we, if we, if Sad Guru, if people, you know, are doing this stuff, aren't making money, then they will uh, run out of it. And, yeah. and it's insane to, um, to put that pressure on them. And I just see, you know, main, lame, I call it lame stream or legacy media, just going, going after these people like that and asking those sort of questions is so offensive to me. Because it's, like, yeah. it's like, okay, well, yeah, uh, you know, you, you do your media stuff without advertising, please. Do your media stuff without being biased. But then you say that and then they, they, they say, First Amendment right, you know, you have, I have a right to do this. Uh, but. Yeah, it's so ridiculous. Like, there's just such a mistrust in lots of these people. But you can see why there is a mistrust in lots of these, you know, that's true too. Yeah. Gurus, but like, mm. there's a lot of genuine ones out there too. And like, we like we're blurring the lines between physical, like real life and spiritual life. Like, when we say spiritual, we're not talking about physical nature. Like, you know, spiritual is beyond that. Like, we're not talking about psychological spirituality is beyond that too. So why, like, are we, I don't know, like, why are we, yeah, like you're saying, expecting people to do all of this for free? It's just ridiculous. Like, you know, we live in a fucking world where there's laws and you need money to do things. Like, <laughs> it's just stupid. And, and if anything, some of this stuff, especially the genuine stuff, should be, like, I know they're trying to make it accessible, but like the value you get out of some of it, like, is just amazing. Like, if I look back now, I'd pay like five times the price for what I did, knowing what I got out of it. But obviously, I won't do that without knowing. It is <laughs> 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 it, always interesting that the the meditation courses were always around two hundred dollars, and then the um, then the courses on creating an ecom e-commerce website was always two thousand dollars. Yeah, for whatever reason. It was always like, I was always like, ah, do I really want to buy this spiritual course? Like, do I, but yeah. then the, the $2,000 <laughs> e-com course comes up and I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll buy me two of those, uh, you know. It just shows what we value, like, you know, shows yeah. what we've been conditioned to value. Yeah, it's so yeah. sad because, you know, you get, you get, I, you get nothing out of the, the buy the e-com course for 2000 and you get so much out of the $200 uh, yeah. foundation. And I suppose for the spiritual stuff, like, it's kind of subjective. It's like what you put in, you're going to get out, like. You know, yeah, that's a big part of it. Like, and then, well, that's with everything, I suppose. That's with all of these other courses, e-commerce or whatever. Yeah, it, it's it's interesting. Like, we, we talk about um, meditation courses, spiritual courses, and how much we got out of it. Um, we all took uh, the London Real course, right? We all met in London, yeah. And in that course, though, it wasn't a spiritual course. It had that energy of a spiritual course. Did, did you have that sense too? Yeah, there's definitely something special about that. Yeah, um, about all the people that did it. Like, and it's just about was? breaking through our own barriers. Like, exactly, almost. that's it. That's it's why we connected, like, on a conscience. level of yeah, yeah. On yeah. A, we connected but, on another level, probably because we were all breaking through some personal stuff. Like, and everyone, like, there was of a similar mind, and that they were willing to do it because you know it takes a lot, I think, for a person to be willing to kind of suffer and break through their own personal 
nonsense like you know right it takes a lot and then when you do that like the, it feels amazing like and then if you if you do that with other people like there's definitely a special kind of um connection for synergy happens yeah mm. yeah but like yeah it seems like a distant memory now I, I, like i probably haven't talked as much since then as i am right now and yeah. look who i'm talking to <laughs> <laughs> that's why we're doing again. this man that's why we're doing this yeah it's yeah. like yeah it's good to talk to people like like-minded people like especially like that's like the beauty of the internet like being able to yes. connect with you guys now like you know like if this was like before the internet like it's really hard because you kind of feel isolated and a bit lonely it's hard to like definitely you know in a big city you probably can find people to connect with like on a similar mind but like yeah but the internet is just amazing it's the most amazing tool that was ever created and like <laughs> and just like every tool it's like it's a double-edged sword you know yeah it, yeah it's always something to be aware of how you yeah. use it and yeah. then we have the choice like on how we use it and like that's what people need to learn how to do get their capabilities up and stop leaving our smartphones use us and use it like for positive change but again you come back to like what do you change you want to see in the world like you know you have to have a powerful enough why and then just like use the tools you have at your disposal like I, I see you are doing now which i really admire too and you know i've been very apprehensive like i'd love to create a podcast i think and maybe i will do it some stage but like i just haven't haven't worked up the courage to do so yet or like i don't really have a clear enough idea of what it would be about but i think i think definitely your um topic is awesome just to show people as well like this like how to integrate and how beneficial spiritual a spiritual life can be how rewarding it can be yeah. right I, th- I think the bottom line is we we need to change shift our focus from a, a materialistic world to re- to realizing that we are spiritual beings living in a material world right and, and that's yeah. a completely different focus and, and what that means is we are the mississippi river we're not that one inch that, yeah. that we we um we focus on right but i will tell you having done this for a while that once you start really you, your consciousness starts expanding beyond that one inch and you, you get a perception of everything else that's out there you do go through that dark night of the soul where where everything you kind of believed in kind of like starts falling apart and, and, and you and you do feel at least i did like you're going a little bit crazy <laughs> yeah it's kind of like you're having a an existential crisis is it yes or- Everything you thought was real is not no longer not so real. real anymore. Yeah, yeah. I suppose like, and I suppose it all depends on how much you identified with what you were before, you know. Because if you were really deeply identified with your role or like the person you taught yourself to be, then it's going to be a painful experience. But like, yeah, if you're not so identified with it, it's not going to be as difficult. Yeah, but the thing is, everybody. Everybody. Yeah, oh, we all are. Everybody's like, you know. Yeah, I remember like when I did that inner engineering course, like, I didn't know. You go, like, they have these weekly or monthly events where you go back and you can practice, you know, right. we all do the practices together for a couple yeah. hours. But I remember the first one I went to and I went back and it was like the fear that came into me. Like, I was like, like, I, I didn't know what any of this stuff was about. And the same kind of thing happened again. Like, you know, I felt the energy in the room and I got so afraid. Like, I, I was like shaking like leaving the place i was like i'm never coming back here again this is crazy what the hell is this about 
like I just the mental dialogue was insane. <laughs> after a while, then I was like thinking, like, who is it? Who is it that's afraid? Like, who is it afraid? And it was what like, what are you afraid? It was just the beginning of the the death of my ego. Not to say I'm, my ego is still obviously very much there, but like, you know, it was like the beginning of like. After a few months after that, I was just like, yeah, whatever happens now, blow my ego away. I don't give a shit. I surrender, like, totally. But, like, it, like the fear that was there was amazing. Like, I was... Yeah. That's why I was so shaken. Like, you know, that was probably a bit of my... But, like, it ended with surrender, like, which I think is absolutely key to spirituality. Yes. It's like your ego, like, the thing you think you are, like, you're surrendering, like, kill that, like, you know, that prayer about St. Francis, like, the last line of it is, it's in dying to self that you were born into eternal life. Mm-hmm. And, like, that dying, I think, is, like, the, it's the death of who you think you are. And you're, like, like dying into self or everything that exists, consciousness or whatever. Like, you're just kind of trying to merge with that and still how, still somehow stay here, like, as a physical being. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I'm doing a lot of rambling. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's fine. Um, that, that's, that's why we have this podcast. Uh, that's why we, we, we wanted to bring you onto this uh, podcast because your ramblings yeah. are, are very interesting to us. Um, and you did bring up something interesting that I haven't thought of in a while, but and it is something that, that Anthony, since you're starting, you're going to do that course on Tuesday to be aware of is, is people are going to go into this thing and, and be freaked out. Just like how, mm. um, Kieran was and how and how I, thinking back I was years ago um, it, when you, you you almost feel like oh, my my ex, my first few meditation meditative experiences or experiences with people who talked about this stuff was through YouTube and um, and, and just being like like whoa am I like unlike what they what they call the weird part of uh, YouTube where yeah, all this weird stuff is going on and. And now I look back in a, in a, at that stuff, and it's just it's like that that stuff wasn't weird at all. I, I look yeah. at way weirder stuff now. <laughs> YouTube's awesome. Like that's how I got started on Sad Gurus after watching him maybe two years before I ever did in inner engineering, watching his videos. And I remember the guy in my office that I was doing my programming. <laughs> he came in one day and he saw this bearded guy like, on YouTube, and he was like, "Wow, man, you're on some like spiritual journey or something. Like, why are you watching that guy?" <laughs> Is like Sadhguru really kind of stands out like on YouTube. Yeah. big. He looks kind of like what you picture God to be like <laughs> an Indian big be- white beard. Like, yeah, YouTube's amazing. Like that's and like I volunteered a lot for inner engineering courses in Dublin and London and other places, and nearly everyone that came in touch with it came in touch through YouTube, because like all YouTube is the introduction. It's like making people feel at home with it like it's giving them enough logical understanding and people go yeah geez all this makes perfect load of sense he's making a lot of sense and you know maybe i'll try this like and like as i said it took me two years to do that inner engineering course because like i am a like a skeptic a healthy enough skeptic which i think is you know important important these days to kind of sift out the bullshit Mm. but like yeah i don't know where i was going with that but yeah, YouTube's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> YouTube's awesome. We should put out these podcasts on YouTube. We're going to, yeah. Yeah. And uh and on all the alternative platforms as well. Right. Just uh, YouTube's getting a little um I mean uh, the, all the the tech sites big tech tech sites are getting a little 
a little uh, sensory. So mm. sensory, right? Yeah. Time to move on. Yeah, and it's that's nature of the beast. You know, you you, you never think that that these giant megalithic companies like Facebook or Google or YouTube would ever um, censor. Well, I, I would never like it, not even censor, but just never be taken over by a different company. You know, it, it was YouTube. There's you if you want to watch videos, you go to YouTube. But it, now it's like, oh, some some of my people that I watch are are starting to get censored, um, and they're all telling me to go to different sites. And and it's like, wow. So in in yeah. we're we're seeing the beginning of the end. Uh, and it, they're doing it themselves, but it's just it's just crazy that uh that it, I just never thought that these companies. Um, would do that um, because it's just not profitable. It wouldn't have been profitable. And I always thought that they would be focused on the profits and that that's what would, pro would protect the freedom of speech. But that's not really what we're seeing anymore. And right. it, it will hit, hurt their bottom line. And it is. Well, just use it or use it while we have it anyway. <laughs> yeah. 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 Use it as long as you have it and then move on. Yeah. Yeah. I think alternatives will come up if it goes that way. Alternatives will will come up like search engines i don't know like nothing is forever like and i think google will be around for a long time but like i think alternatives will come up like there'll be alternative All search time. engines yeah. that don't track your stuff like is it duck duck go is another search engine that doesn't track your search mm. history at all that's going to be probably that's growing a lot like you like there's there's new social medias too that are yeah. that, that minds.com and, and yeah. AI that um they don't they don't track you there's no ads or anything and it's yeah. like it's like it's the same thing as facebook was before facebook ran ads and it's like and and it just brought like i, I was using it and, and i was like i the the first amazing thing about using these sites is the there are no children on on the, the on like bitshoot.com um is, is a competitor to youtube and it's you go on them and there, there's no children there's no uh minecraft videos there's no just pranks videos yeah. or anything it's all purely um, very um, intellectual people talking about things that, that, that I find very interesting. And, and it just blew me away. And I, and I was like, well, I don't have to search for this, uh, for videos on logic or video videos on spirituality. They're just there. They're on the front page. This is, this is interesting. This is, uh, this is something I want to get into more. And, um, but anyway, it's going to be an exciting future, like technologically yeah. wise and spiritual wise and, also, like it's really exciting times like we're living in definitely it's like it's an amazing time to be alive i think like i think in our lifetime we're going to see some crazy changes like in the next really even decade i'd say it's going to be just mental like yeah yeah which is great it's like excitement <laughs> it is exciting isn't it yeah yeah and yes. i and i think um what i wanted to ask you is how you feel differently now that you put all this time into meditating and like for me personally uh that the biggest difference was i was just happier i was generally happier going through life having done the meditations it was like it does open up your heart and and, and that has a very subtle but impactful um impactful on every aspect of your life. Like, are you finding the, the same thing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, I, <laughs> I feel happier. I feel like I, I understand things a lot more, but I still feel like it's just the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I still, definitely. 
it's definitely a big journey but it's like the biggest one of the biggest things for me like is the the renewed kind of faith i have like in yourself and humanity and just in in everything like i don't have any sense of despair i'm not afraid of debt right that's a big one not that's huge this has hugely changed my mind like actually like my brother-in-law passed away like last week and we were fairly close he was on my like we i've known him for like 15 years more or less yeah but it was a really sad situation but i just saw how powerful or how yeah how how good my fate is like i don't believe like it's the end or anything like i've no fear of death like i've just small little silly fears like we all have like these stupid little fears that make no sense but like for the big things i'm not even afraid i'm not afraid of death like but, um so that's a big thing and that's you know made me a lot more stable um and i'm just like it's like a process of getting to know myself better like i'm more aware of like myself and getting like more courageous probably um and i feel like i'm just growing into the person who i'm probably meant to be i'm only this, this is only beginning now like right. i'm only growing into that person i'm only having the courage because i do think the biggest thing in life is to be like to have the courage to be yourself because the world is all trying to make us like be like everyone else like be yeah. like sheep and follow the crowd yeah. but like there's something inside you guiding you that intuition when you when you touch that and that's guiding you and like you have to have the courage to go with that go with that flow not resist it and like i think the meditation and all of that like has allowed that intuition to open up firstly and then it's like giving you the courage to trust it and actually know like when is it the voice of doubt in my mind or when is it my intuition telling me what to do like you know like i really i think i've only scratched the surface like with my intuition to be honest and it's really something i want to be connected with all the time like my higher self whatever you want to call it like but like there is a difference there like there's the egoic mind and there's the voice of intuition and it's like learning which one is which you know they're so hard to differentiate sometimes like and that is the battle that i'm on but like when i can connect and when i can quieten the mind enough to connect with it it's absolutely amazing like and just trust it because it takes a lot of trust as well like because you yes. end up doubting yourself i heard you say on a previous podcast like you have these ama- amazing experiences or realizations and then you can go about your business and you forget about all that stuff you forget yeah. like you don't trust it anymore and then you remember how you felt when that happened to you like you know i think that's the, the benefit it's just totally life-changing like it's absolute. i wouldn't give it up for anything and like it's becoming the driving force in my life. Like, you know, it's like now I understand why people go in and become monks, like why people live in ashrams and like, <laughs> like I don't think most, like if you're stable enough, I think you can live a normal life and do the spiritual path. But for a lot of people, you know, the trials and tribulations of life are too much. So that's why they need to, you know, withdraw a little bit. But like in saying that now, I have withdrawn a lot in the last two years because I feel like I needed to do that, like, you know, to focus on myself and, you know, do all this sad in our spiritual practices, like, but I can feel myself, you know, just beginning to integrate back into the world because, like, I've built up a bit of a stable foundation. Mm. But, like, I think it's a lifelong thing and I'm okay with that now because I'm always an in, I was always an impatient person. One of my, yeah, one of my biggest lessons is learning to, like, you know, 
have patience and go with the flow, but also like you know, strive, right. hustle, hustle, as we say, hustle. <laughs> <laughs> that spiritual hustle. Yeah. So yeah, it's all about you know, and like the goal of like, like I, I kind of cringe when I want to say about the goal is enlightenment or even to call it a goal is probably not right like but like self-realization or whatever like that's the goal i honestly believe that exists like sad guru says for most people it happens at the time of death but like i think i i like i'd like it to happen before that before that like actually this afternoon would be nice uh, <laughs> i know anytime and you know maybe i don't know <laughs> you're, you're enjoying the journey yeah, I mean, like, because what is it anyway? Like, only fucking self-realization, realizing what you already are. It's not that special. Yeah, right. It's not that special. So we have to enjoy the process is more important than this idea of achieving something. Because when you say it, but the mind wants to grasp it. You can't grasp it, like, because you are in it. Like, the mind is, like, it's beyond the mind, like, but the mind yes. wants to grasp it. Right. dissect it take it apart have it as an achievement and put the trophy up on the wall like that's what the mind wants to do but like it's not that like it's beyond that yes yeah so like what's awakening in us like is not the thing that wants to awaken is not what's awakening in my opinion the thing that's awakening like is beyond us altogether it's like consciousness itself or right. whatever you want to call it it's, it's definitely completely on the mind. Like, yeah, I think I, I, when we were in London, I mentioned to you there, there was a one time where I had experience of a heightened consciousness. The mind went away, and the heart opened up. And in, in that state, you don't need mind because you know, it's like you know everything. Like yeah. there's a knowing there, right? So you yeah. need to logically think through stuff. But the mind is required for this three-dimensional one inch of the Mississippi River to survive. That's what the mind is required, right? But in the rest of this huge river, it, it actually stops you from un understanding and perceiving the rest of the river, right? That's why you need a lot of energy in order to increase your vibration so you can go beyond that. Like, like you were saying, in your case, yeah. it was four days of doing the Kriya, right? Yeah, yeah. You need to get out of the mundane, raise the vibration, and all of a sudden the rest of the river is visible yeah. to you. Which, like, which is fun, but what happens then is you go a little crazy. So. Yeah. <laughs> and like our, it's, our minds are the most amazing tool there is. Like, so like Without that, we wouldn't be able to know you know, everything in physical reality. But like, then I suppose we've become advanced so advanced in our minds we don't know how to deal with them and we don't know how to like manage them properly like we can't just turn off this voice no or this stream of thought like and i think that's kind of the goal to be able to use it at will yes you know well be able to turn it off at will turn it off at will yeah turn yeah. it back on when we need to concentrate and do some work or deep work or whatever but um you know it's an exciting journey it's ups and downs, like, but mainly, definitely ups, I think, for me. It's like, and it's, it is an exciting adventure because, like, you're always learning something. Yes. And I think it's probably endless, like, you know. It is. You know, there's no end, like, so, like, that's even exciting in itself, like. It's hard to grasp, but, yeah, there's supposed to be yeah. so many levels and so many, uh, like, layers to the onion that, you know, to just, uh, with, like, when you think you figured out everything, you realize, whoa, 
yeah. there's so much more to it all. Yeah, and I think at the end of it, it's probably so simple. When we ever, if we ever eventually get it, we'll probably go, "Wow, like it's so simple and amazing." Like I think I'm reading. A, I've just finished a book. I am dead. I don't know if you heard of it. Yeah. Nisargadatta Maharaj. Oh my God, this is one of the best spiritual books I've read. It is amazing. But it basically just talks about I am the whole time. He said that's your whole spiritual practice should be I am. Just stay with this I am. Right. The feeling of I am, like it's the feeling of I am is like presence energy or like the feeling of being. And the longer you can stay with that, it's like that's like the doorway. That's like the thing we're trying to break through, you know. Yes. You, the longer you stay at that, like you break through into beyond the mind or whatever. Yeah, that's uh, like, and that, that coincides with the Bible because uh, Moses asked um, God or whatever God was yeah. in the Old Testament, and he said, "He said, um, what, what should I call you?" And he's he's like, uh, "I I am that I am," and yeah, and that was it. About yeah, that. I bought a, an actual uh, sign for my mother. It's like a a little thing you hang on a wall and just says that, uh, be still and know that I am. It's right. like from the Bible. And mm-hmm. like, but like, how simple is that? But like a lot of the times our minds aren't satisfied with that, you know, yeah. because it's so simple. Like, But what, I don't know if you heard of, is it the definition of God that in Hinduism they say Sat Chitananda? Have you heard of that? And yeah. it stands for truth, consciousness, bliss. If you Google it, that's what it says, truth, consciousness, bliss. But then I like the way Nisargadatta Maharaj put put that. He said, it's being, awareness, bliss. Or awareness of being is bliss. So like being, which we all are, the clues in the, our name as a species, human beings. <laughs> that's what we are at the most subtle level. Like That's what we need to probably move our identifications from from like who we think we are to that sense of being that's actually who we are exactly and even beyond like that's only like that's only one level but even beyond that we're actually the awareness of that being we're actually the witness to that feeling of being you know that's like awareness and like i think if we move our identities from this limited body mind emotion role gender whatever the hell we want to think we are if we move our identity from all that stuff to this feeling of being, or even deeper still, this awareness of that feeling of being to witness and kind of turn consciousness back into itself, like that's, I think, the road or the path to enlightenment. And it's like you can realize that in an instant, like, you know, in this moment, you can realize that the problem is we just can't stay with it, like, because our minds are just like a fucking freight train jumping around the place. Like we can't slow it down, but and then like when we can stay with that feeling for long enough, I think like I have a hunch that's where the magic is going to happen. Like, but (laughs) you know, I don't know how long that's going to take, but I do think that is the key to it all. Like, you know, that we are that witness consciousness. But yeah, that's deep for sure. That's what this podcast is all about. <laughs> that's what it's about, man. Finding the meaning behind the universe, looking through the veil and finding our yeah. place in it. And maybe one day we realize that we are the ones that created it all. Yeah. But like the funny thing, like, yeah, I just, I said it already, but like self-realization, we already are what we're searching for. Yeah. So like, what's the struggle like, you know? The struggle is like, it, like this was what I taught last week or the week before. 
is there any struggle in life that doesn't have this sense of what about me at the core of it? Like there, I don't, there probably isn't really like, can you struggle without that sense of what about me? Like where would the struggle be? Yeah. yeah. So like if, you, if we could only drop that, like, I think we'd all be free and enlightened and, <laughs> you know, but like it, that's the whole struggle as was it to drop that fucking idea. <laughs> Drop that idea of who you think you are. Yeah, it's identity. I think it comes down to identity. But like, you know, being on this spiritual journey, like we can all come to the conclusion that we are not the body and we are not the mind. But I suppose like that's a bit crazy to say to some people because on one level you are the body, like you're inhabiting it and you are the mind. But if you think the body is just an accumulation, like it's an accumulation of food. Like if you didn't eat, like your body is going to wither away to nothing. So... Uh, one yeah. of them, your body is just a ball of food, like walking around the place. It's, it's a container. container, yeah. Yeah, and your mind is just an accumulation of your experience up until now. You know, all of the stuff you've taken in through the five senses, that's all your mind basically is. Well, maybe there's, there is different dimensions to it, but I'm not probably smart enough to try and explain any of them. But, like, if you see that, like, what you accumulate... I like this quote I heard as well. What you accumulate can be yours, but it cannot be you. So like, didn't use that mm. question. Like, didn't want to, f- what the hell am I like? And like, for me, eventually I realized like I was meditating one day and it was, I just felt like, uh, what am I like? I am, that's it, full stop. That I am feeling a being, presence, energy. Everything else is also that. And that's all I am like, but you know, the mind can, sometimes is not content with that as an answer because that means kind of the death of the ego <laughs> if you identify with that fully. Exactly. But um, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with it. I'm just trying to stay with that. Stay with that like as much as I can. So listen, if you do decide to have your own podcast and you talk about elements like this, um, I will definitely be, be listening to you. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah, who knows? Maybe when I get this app up and running, I'll have some time. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the other thing is, if you if you ever, like, say it's a Friday, next Friday, um, you're feeling that Friday urge, and you need a yeah. little support, reach out to us, man. Yeah, no, it'll be good to actually have someone to tell me no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll do, do I, I'll do some... Um, um, I, I'll push you to drink. We'll see how we yeah. hey, keep, keep me up and see who wins. <laughs> yeah. Go with a little uh, angel and devil. Yeah. And, um... oh. Yeah. Like, I just want to last out the year. I don't even ever think I'll go back to binge drinking the way I did. But it's like, it's so hard to avoid because, you know, you go to an event in Ireland, you go to a wedding, you end up in rounds like with five or six people. Everyone's trying to like outdo each other with how quick they can buy each other a drink. So like you end up like six drinks after two hours and you're like, man, you're on the floor. (laughs) So it's hard. Like, you know, it's either remove yourself from the situation or really have the willpower to after two drinks, you know, leave. But like, you know, after two drinks, you're kind of loosened up enough to kind of want to go crazy. Yeah. So it's easier to remove myself. Two drinks is dangerous because then, then then you're on a downward slope and you just want to ride that wave. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So I don't know. Let's see how it goes. It's good. It's good to challenge myself. Awesome. Yeah.
what's amazing with the stuff you're doing to keep your energy level high. Um, and, and what, another reason we want to do the, these podcasts, I always get inspired talking to people such as yourself um, because, because there are people out there doing this, like living their lives, they, you know, and we, and intentionally, even if we had a chance to talk to famous people, uh, we didn't, we wanted, we didn't want to talk to famous people. Maybe that's not, that's not entirely true. It's <laughs> a famous person forms us, but we'll definitely talk to them. But the idea was um, talk to people who aren't famous that are making significant impact in their own life and moving themselves forward, right? Like, I, th- I think John Lennon mentioned, like, had the, um, the, cle- like, uh, the, t- um, the, um, the title, like, uh, working class hero, right? Even though we're not working class, it's just like the everyday hero go- going through their life in the most meaningful, impactful way that they can, and in their little part of the world changing and impacting everyone around them, right? And, and it's inspirational to talk people like that, and to talk to people like that. And I think that was one of the things that we all felt in London. Everyone there was had that mentality, and they were living their life that way, right? Yeah. And to and to re and we use these podcasts as a way to reconnect with that that energy. Um, and and I, I find it so invigorating. Every time we got get off one of these podcasts, like I I, I literally feel like I'm on a high for at least a couple of days, right? Okay. And uh, so it's cool. It's we're, we're sucking the, the energy out of you to we're yeah. feeling your energy. <laughs> energy vampires. Do you feel tired? Do you feel like you want to take a nap? Just <laughs> a trick, was it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I think it's awesome what you're doing, like, and it's making yeah. like it more accessible to people with. And like norm, we're like all just average Joes. And then people yeah. listening can go, "Wow, just these average Joes are doing it too." And that's what's if enough of people do this, it's or enough people are motivated to change themselves, you know, and improve themselves. And that's what's going to improve the world. Like it's not going to be like just a handful of like famous people that are awesome. Like you know, exactly. a lot of people that are awesome. <laughs> exactly. You only, you we're only, all awesome. Yeah, yeah we're all awesome. You only need five percent of the population to to create this tipping point and uh, yeah. uh right now we're at one percent it's the other four percent that's that's the toughest and then that's yeah. that's the, the you know the, the people that aren't going to be um yeah. the, the jordan petersons or the uh um, sad gurus out there that for the justin sabinskis yeah or the justin yeah. skabinskis <laughs> or the anthony filipoviches yeah yeah that's it that's it yeah Totally agree. Karen, thanks for your time. It's almost shit, it's almost two hours. Uh, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure. I didn't think I'd last that long to be honest. <laughs> once I start talking, like it just pours out of me sometimes. <laughs> I know that's, that's, that's it, yeah, that's the reason why we, we had to do this podcast, start doing this podcast. There's so yeah. much, and and Anthony and I were, were you know going back and forth, and, and and we're like, this feels amazing. Like, let's get more people here. Yeah, you know, it's awesome. I think definitely something I'll get into because I know like, and like I know it's like it's such a learning process. Like I hear Brian Rose says how he he um, improves a little bit or he takes like lessons out of every person he talks to. Like, and I suppose right. that's what you're finding now as well. Yes, like, yes, definitely. improving ye, like, you know, and yeah. it's because I suppose we are all interconnected and then we've all lessons to teach each other. So like, Yeah, you know, nothing's, I, I'd say there's not much more inspiring than, than watching uh, Brian Rose's his first few podcasts and and being like oh, being like yeah and being like oh if this guy could get better 
then anyone can <laughs> get <Zima>. better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. I have to watch those actually for motivation. <laughs> yeah. Anything where he has the the uh, the little oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the little thing in fire, yeah. you're you're looking at some some pretty um and I'm I'm sure he wouldn't be insulted by by that. I, I think he's aware of how much he's improved and, and I'm not trying to be a jerk or anything. Yeah, no, he's awesome. Um, he's an awesome um, guy. He's very modest and humble, so like, I like him. Yeah. He's comfortable in his own skin, which is yeah. uh, pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, awesome. I suppose I'll talk to you all soon then. Yeah, yeah stay in touch, definitely. Yeah. Definitely stay in yeah. touch. Um, We're all going to doing ayahuasca sometime, I think, are we? <laughs> is, that still yeah. on, <laughs> is that still on the card? <laughs> well, Jesse found a place in uh, Costa Rica. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's perfect. It's So, it's like, a, it's called Rhythmia. Yeah, I've heard of it. We'll, we'll do a plug for it here because it's just, I mean, it's perfect because it's, I the idea of going out into the jungle for me, um, as a, I don't know, as, as a, uh, it's just not very interesting. But the idea of fake going into a jungle, but actually staying at <laughs> a five-star resort. In comfort, yeah. Suddenly, suddenly a five-star resort? Yeah, suddenly that's that. I'm down with that. Yeah, that Because I know what's going to happen is you, you go out into the jungle and you have a bad ayahuasca experience. And, and um, not like a bad like trip or anything, but it, it's upsetting for your stomach and stuff. And you just want to lay down in a nice area yeah you um, want and you, yeah and you can't do that in the middle of the jungle you're getting eaten alive by mosquitoes and stuff and yeah uh, but but in a resort i, I can handle that i can yeah, yeah. i've heard of that place i looked it up to it looks amazing but yeah it, it would be awesome to do that but uh, let's see what the universe throws at us yeah yeah definitely all right so i, I think at some point um you you know hoping maybe you come back and do another uh, podcast sometime in the future but this has been awesome and it's yeah let's let's uh let's plan it after your your app launches yeah 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 no i'd love to like yeah i was a bit apprehensive about doing this to be honest. <laughs> like i didn't know if i'd have anything to say or, or like if what i said was makes any sense but like yeah it was really enjoyable doing it so i'm happy i did it and you're it cool really enjoyable for us too yeah yeah so i'll definitely come back yeah 100 percent and then awesome. you can come back and promote the app, like Justin said. We have four followers, so yes, I could be slow down. Sales. Slow down. I'm quitting life. my job. <laughs> I quit my job next week. <laughs> the right, scariest Gary. part is that is that one of those followers isn't in this call right now. That's that's, <laughs> that's a scary one. Yeah. But like, yeah, I played a long-term game. This is another lesson I've had to teach myself recently that I really underestimate what I can do long-term and I way overestimate what I can do short-term. Yes. So I think mm. if you play the, the long game and be in love with the process, it's going to work magically. Like, yeah. think what you could do in five years. Like, it's going to be really big. Like, and I think it's definitely, yeah, just keep... The, keep yeah, the, the, thing, the, the thing that I, I've liked about this was... Um, um, seeing some people who get, who got exposure a little bit too soon um, and they didn't do a very good job, but being able to fly under the radar for a few months, get yeah. a few of these under our, our, our belts and start feeling more comfortable. Cause yeah. I'll tell you, our first one was all right, you know, with, 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 with Jeff, but I, I want to bring, bring Jeff back on. Cause I don't think we did him great, great service just cause uh, we, we weren't as comfortable, but now it's like, mm. This is this is our weekend. This is this is what we live for. This is what we really enjoy doing. And, yeah. And uh, and you get better and better every single time. And yeah. and so so you, if you have a few months there where nobody's seeing you or anything, 
there's nothing to feel bad about or doing a, a bad job or anything. Yeah. And, you know, it's very admirable what you're doing. And I think you're doing a great job. So just keep on rolling. Could be like 100 episodes before it, you know, picks up steam. Like, but sure, if you really enjoy doing it, like, who cares what the outcome is? Like, you know, yeah. just yeah. do it for the love of it. And guaranteed it'll go places then. When you forget about, the, when you, yeah, when you don't attach to the result or the outcome, like, and just love the process, I think that's where magic happens. And this podcast is definitely it. Like, yeah. I don't care. If, I don't say I don't care, but if no one listens to it, that's not. The, if anyone listens to it, it's not the point. The point is the the joy I get out of actually doing it, you yeah. know, and the process. Yeah, yeah. No, it's really encouraging, and you've motivated me to really think about doing one myself. Awesome. What would you yeah. call yours? Oh, I don't know. I probably Captain's call it Captain, log? Captain's Log. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Captain Awareness. <laughs> Rescue. Captain Awareness, that's why you can wear a cape. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you can interview uh, myself, who uh, my secret identity is Captain Common Sense, which has suddenly oh, yes. turned into a superpower these days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, I think it'd be an awesome, awesome uh, team. <laughs> Yeah. So you can have a lot of fun without drinking beer. There you go. Here's yeah. a proof right here. Like, people need to see you can be high on life. Like, if yeah, yeah. Really, especially people in Ireland, like because people are, I can see they're deeply looking for something. You know, yeah. you can see it everywhere. People are searching for something. They realize they always aren't working. Like the drugs don't work, man. No. <laughs> I tried them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, you, every, with the drugs you're always just like you're like maybe if i just tried a little bit more and, yeah and you, ah, just a little bit more this yeah. time oh, we'll get it we'll get the right yeah they, they do work temporarily like but you know you just get to a point where he goes right this is not gonna work long term yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh yeah no people are searching for something then you know yeah. podcasts like this are the answer i think to i think so finding a way out when they see other people are finding a way out they believe in themselves that's right we want to be able to make higher consciousness and having fun the norm for everybody right that, that yeah. that's what this podcast is showing everyone can have fun with alcohol and drugs and um and, and get in touch with that sense of connectedness they, they feel inside right that's really what drives people yeah i love it I absolutely love it. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. All right, Karen. So again, thanks right. so much for being on the podcast. It's been an incredible two hours. Um, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It's been yeah, amazing. It fun, Karen. My pleasure. My pleasure. And yeah, if you get a chance tomorrow, check out the All Ireland hurling final. Okay. It's really amazing. Like eighty thousand people are going to watch it, and all of these players are amateur. They don't get paid. Oh, just really? see the, the level of professionalism is and it's the most exciting game it's like I think it's the fastest game in the world yeah it, it is be faster than lacrosse like and everything like that it's amazing to watch but like yeah if you get a chance and the time zone is right I'm sure it's on online or something cool check it out alright cool. man <laughs> talk to you soon alright good luck bye